Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Chat GPT is seemingly all over the place. And you'd think by now the stories that hit the news about people getting in trouble because they used it would cause more people to pause and go, hmm, maybe we shouldn't take these shortcuts and use Chat GPT. And here's one that's mind blowing. And both Rob and Adam sent this to me um, from techspot.com, but widely reported. Rob Thubron wrote this. Judge cuts law firm's legal bill in half after it used ChatGPT to calculate the excessive amount they're asking for. And ChatGPT apparently thinks that lawyers don't get paid enough. (laughs) There are certain things that presumably you could do with ChatGPT, such as, you know, uh, write me a, a pretty paragraph about something, and it'll probably write you a pretty paragraph. But when you ask it to do something of great importance that should be based on data. We've already learned repeatedly that it will make up stuff because it's easier than looking up stuff, even apparently for AI or a large language model. So during the short time it's been popular among the public, ChatGPT's usage within the legal space has not gone well. While this latest incident doesn't involve the generative AI citing made-up cases, which it does, It did see a law firm rebuked by a judge for using a tool to calculate their fees at an excessive $600 per hour. So New York City-based law firm used ChatGPT to support its application for the massive fees the company was charging for a recent trial they'd won. So there are some occasions, some, where if you win a trial, you can get the other side to pay your fees. Court says, fine, what are your fees? Uh, And so they submitted this uh, brief that explained how much they were owed, and, and Chad GPT is, is the one who said they're worth so much money. Uh, so this law firm was involved in a uh, case with the New York City's Department of Education on behalf of a mother and her child under the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. The district court, in its discretion, may award reasonable attorney fees. The question is, what is reasonable? What is reasonable? So OpenAI's tool was asked what a reasonable hourly rate would be for an attorney with up to three years of experience in a hearing over disabilities education. It said the amount could range between $200 and $500 per hour, and that lawyers who specialize could command higher rates of up to $1,200 or more per hour. Taking ChatGPT's advice, the law firm submitted a final bill of $113,000 for its services, equating to between $550 and $600 an hour. But the federal judge was not impressed by the firm's use of the technology in calculating this bill. It suffices to say that the law firm's invocation of ChatGPT's support for its aggressive fee bill is utterly and unusually unpersuasive. (laughs) Unusually unpersuasive. That's the judge writing an opinion and said it was well above reasonable demands. The judge noted that as ChatGPT did not identify the data it had used to reach its conclusion, it was impossible to know if this information was very real and relevant or just something it made up, which remains a problem for generative AIs. The fact the company failed to identify the precise inputs used to receive the conclusions was also mentioned. The judge pointed out two of the many legal cases in which ChatGPT had hallucinated information. One was Mata versus Avianca, a lawsuit involving a personal injury case against Avianca Airlines. That saw an attorney submit a 10-page brief citing several relevant court decisions referencing similar cases, all of which had been fabricated by the program. The other case involved lawyers uh, and was referred to the attorney grievance panel after the lawyer used ChatGPT for research in a medical malpractice lawsuit 
and did not confirm that the cases that she was citing were actually real. In this particular case, the judge ultimately decided the company's request uh, for law fees uh, was appropriate in the sense it deserved some, but he slashed it in half and gave them only $53,000 for reasons that included the use of ChatGPT. He added that barring a paradigm shift in the reliability of this tool, the law firm is well advised to excise references to ChatGPT from future fee applications, and he's saying that loudly so that everyone can hear it because he's suggesting that you don't want to use that tool in front of him and admit it and say, yeah, this is why we think we're entitled to so much money. A program said we were. What program? Chat GPT. Okay. It also makes up stuff. So it's got imaginary friends. Um, So you might say, but Steve, I'm curious. How do courts figure out what reasonable attorney fees are? And I'm glad you asked me that. Because, for instance, many bar organizations, such as the Michigan Bar, actually do surveys. And they will actually send out surveys to attorneys asking them what they charge. And then they will gather this data up, and then they will crunch the numbers, and they will release what they call the survey on attorney fees. And those surveys are out there. And so if I get involved in a case and there's a fight over my fees, and I've gone through this before, I've had to hire an expert on attorney fees to come in and testify and say, yes, I reviewed the file, I've reviewed Mr. Leto's petition, and I believe his petition within my personal opinion, which is an expert, my expertise, I believe his bill is accurate and fair, and he's entitled to that. And I've had judges say, I'm going to give you everything you've asked for. I've had judges say, I'm going to give you most everything you asked for. I've never had a judge cut it in half. And I've also never had a judge say, uh, your arguments are utterly and unusually unpersuasive. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a smackdown right there. And so there are places you can get data from. And so I'm not going to get too heavily into this, but I used to cover this in a couple different classes of things that I taught at law school. And the reasonable fees, you see that phrase quite a bit. You're entitled to reasonable attorney fees. The reasonableness of the fees um, is based on several factors. And it's actually, I believe, six factors in most states. Six factors. And that's because it comes from a model rule someplace. And it has everything to do with how long you've known your client, how complicated the case is, what type of case it is, how hard it is to find attorneys who do them, that kind of thing. Okay? And so based on all of that, you can come up with an hourly rate. You say, I put this many hours in the file. This is my hourly rate. You multiply it all out. There you go. And so here, instead of going and actually finding what the appropriate hourly rate was for them based on some statistics someplace, they just asked ChatGPT. And I got news for you. That's about the same as asking a magic eight ball. That's about how reliable it is. And don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking ChatGPT because what it does is remarkable. But the fact that people go, it's so remarkable, I can rely upon it in court. Okay, it's not that remarkable. (laughs) Calm down, calm down. It's not that remarkable. And that's the problem. So if they had gone and done the research or brought in experts, like I said, you can find experts on this and had them testify and say, yeah, we reviewed what they did. Because believe it or not, there are attorneys out there who make more than 600 bucks an hour. There are. And all you'd have to do is convince the judge that the work you're doing was that complicated. It's hard to find an attorney in that field. You guys got a great result. All this other, you know, go down the various factors and you bring in an expert. But ChatGPT is not that expert. So it's a crazy case. 
And this is the third or fourth case I've now talked about where lawyers relying on chat GPT got in trouble. And it's apparently quite tempting to somebody who's got a brief due tomorrow and they put it off for whatever reason. They thought it'd be easier to do. They're up late at night. Suddenly they got something else causing them to not have good focus. And they go, hey, chat GPT, you draft it for me. And they're hoping that they can just clean it up and hand it in. But when it starts hallucinating cases that don't exist, the other side will catch it. The other side will point it out to the judge. And then you'll find yourself in a situation where you might be reported to the Grievance Commission, the ethics people. Because I've talked before about how when you sign a document, it's on you that you read it, understood it, and agreed with it. When an attorney signs a document and submits it to the court, they're vouching for its contents. And they're saying this is well-grounded in fact and law. And when they signed that document that way, and it was generated not even by a human, but by a program that's known to make stuff up, you are playing a dangerous game, my friends. So stop using ChatGPT in the courtroom. <laughs> it's not good. So Rob and Adam, thanks for sending that. Judge cuts law firm's legal bill in half after it used ChatGPT to calculate an excessive amount. And by the way, like I said, there's attorneys right now are going, Steve, 600 bucks is not crazy in New York City in a special field like that. Oh, it's not. The judge is trying to make a point that they shouldn't have done this. So Rob Thubron wrote that for TechSpot.com. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Go forwards, go sidewards, go upwards, but just don't go backwards.